This episode of Josiah's Voice Podcast is brought to you by Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural, smooth human voice. It won't be my voice, but no app is perfect, but this one's pretty close. Because for the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or pop culture and movies. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well, exploring trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Like this one. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me. That's www.newsly.me. Or from the link in the description and use promo code J0S1AHV01CE. Josiah's voice, get it? Again, that's J0S1AHV01CE. I'll put that in the description for you. When you click it, you'll receive a one-month free premium subscription to Newsly. Stop scrolling. Start listening with Newsly. Hello, you're listening to Josiah's Voice. I'm your host, Josiah Bradley. In this conversational podcast, I invite you on my journey through TV, film, and writing. Plus, fellow artists visit with me to share their own unique creative voices along the way. Tune in and get inspired. Welcome, everybody. Uh, This is Josiah, your host. Welcome back to another episode of Josiah's Voice, the podcast. I want you guys to uh, welcome Miss Nakia Stevens and Shanae Campbell from Damn Right Originals. We're here to talk about all things movies, all things entrepreneurship, creativity, screenwriting, and that's my, that's my little spiel. You know, I like to keep it really, really conversational. But um, if our energy is a little low, bear with us. Because at the time of recording this, it's, uh, it's 10 a.m. It's not really that early, but all three what? of us are super Everything busy. Everything's going to be high. No <laughs> energy. <laughs> I don't matter what time. So they will tell you all, it, all Yeah, she wakes up 6 a.m. with crackhead energy. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, I'm still, look, those three and 4 a.m. calls the last couple of months, um, that is in reference to Insecure for anybody who, you know, the couple of followers I have on IG. Uh, I, my sleep schedule is still a little, it's still a little wonky. It's still a little weird. My parents are like, uh, why are you up? Like, it's rap. Why are you, like, it's, my body's used to it. So it's, <laughs> so I'm still trying to get my sleep. But um. How y'all ladies doing this morning? It's it's wonderful to have you. It's good to see Shanae again, and it's a pleasure to meet you for the first time, Nikki. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. I love doing podcast interviews with Shanae. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. That's good, good, good. Same. Good. Thank you for having us. Awesome, and thank you, Maya, um, the the uh, the assistant from heaven who just coordinated with everything we just we just got to give Maya her props really appreciate her gotta uh, love a Virgo assistant (laughs) first things uh first let me see what do do I want to get into first ladies introduce people to damn right originals and and how it started Nikia would you like to start and then Shanae you pick it up 
Yeah. So Damn Right Originals was started, honestly, out of selfish reasons. Like I was just a screenwriter and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to house my work under my own brand. And so at the time, uh, when I first graduated college, I had a uh, like a poetry type of website that people would submit their poetry and I would share my poetry and it was called You Damn Right. But I was like, it's time for me to like pivot and I really have to start my career and I'm young, you know, don't know anything. And I'm like, what is my new name gonna be? <laughs> so I literally just stole my own name instead of You Damn Right. I was like, let's call it Damn Right. And then I was like, originals. <laughs> it was literally, that was it. You know, I was like, Damn Right Originals, I like that. And I told a few people and they're like, yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, so like I said, it was selfish reasons. I just wanted my work to be under something. And then it wasn't until I did my first feature film and um, I figured out how to get a, a, a theater to show my, my feature film that I had done um, all on my own and I was so excited and we sold out. Um, and it was 333 people and I didn't know that I knew 333 people. I was like, what? Y'all care about the stuff that I'm doing? And I like to say all the time, that was the, the night that I graduated from being a dreamer to a doer. And it was also the time where I realized that this was bigger than me. You know what I mean? That I need to bring other people on this journey um, and we can all like work together and build a tribe and like create from there. And so that's when I opened my mind. I feel like God knew, right? But mm. I was just like, well, this is for me. But I opened my mind to saying, I can help other people do the same thing. Even though I didn't know what I was doing, I was gonna figure out how to help other people too. And I'm so glad I had that moment of being on stage and seeing that people do care about these stories and care about these narratives. And um, yeah, and then from there, I started creating and bringing in more people who wanted to help. And I think just my excitement kind of sparked everybody else's excitement. They were like, I want to be where she, wherever she's doing, I want to do that too. And I was like, yeah. So we just started creating from there, honestly. And so Shanae can hop in and talk about <laughs> how she came on board. Yeah. So uh, fun fact, I met Nakia before we went to the same, we graduated from the same college, Savannah State University in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and I, right, right, shout out to our HBCU. Um, I had met her on a shadowing program that they were doing for uh, students who were accepted early. And uh, she was Miss Overachieve Her at the time, still is Miss Overachieve Her, but that was kind of like her brand name on Twitter. Um, and she no was like, plastered all over the journalism uh, school and everything. And she was just, she just seemed very involved and very passionate. So I was always really attracted to that. Um, and she was a little bit older. So we weren't, we weren't really um, together while we were in school, but she was still someone that I followed up with. And she always showed love and encouragement for the things that I was doing um, my freshman year as she was graduating and going off into the world and living internationally. Um, but uh, it wasn't until I graduated and, and thankfully, you know, due to social media, I was able to stay connected with Nakia and see her bring Damn Right to life and talk about how she had left her corporate job that had all of these amazing benefits and things that they tell you in college are what you want and what you need to feel successful. But mm -hmm. she was very transparent in her journey about how she wasn't feeling um, fulfilled. And it was all of these great things, but it wasn't what she wanted so she decided to step out on faith and to create her own screenwriting label damn right originals and take her her life and her dreams into her own hands and that was 
really inspiring for someone who was following in similar footsteps where I had this great infield job out of school and it had benefits and had all these things that I wanted, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't satisfied and I wasn't sure what I wanted, but I knew it wasn't that. And I was thankful for the opportunity, but it wasn't what I was wanting. Um, and I knew Savannah was becoming too small for my dreams and what I was trying to do. So mm -hmm. I reached out to her because I was moving to the Atlanta area and I was like, you know, if you need anyone, I've seen what you've been doing. It's been really inspiring. And to be honest, you know, I'm not happy here and I really want to grow and to learn. And I would love to work with Damn Right in any capacity because I knew I wanted to get into TV and film. Um, but I just wasn't sure in what capacity at that time. And she was gearing up. It's always the alignment, right? She was gearing up to do a second season of her web series, Cream and Coffee at that time. And she was like, yeah, we need people. Come on in. I was like, say less. <laughs> um, and from there, it was just like this, this bond of like, you can't get rid of me now. <laughs> you brought me into this space. Like you're doing all of these amazing things and really executing in excellence is something that I always appreciate from other hard workers. Cause it's one thing to one, be a dreamer, but then to be a doer and then to be a doer who's actually doing things in excellence and integrity and hard work um, are things that I really value um, from a team, from collaborators. And that's something Damn Right has done from the beginning, whether it was just Nakia or if it was just, you know, her bringing in other people, it was always aligning and coming together with creatives who really took the work seriously and had fun, but had the same like vision of like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to take it seriously. It doesn't matter if there's this big budget. It doesn't matter if there's all these big mm -hmm. names attached. We want to do this for the art itself. And, and that in itself was was the moment I knew, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. Damn right is who mm -hmm. I want to, you know, invest my time and my energy in because I see what they're doing. I see how they're bringing in people to the fold. It's not, it wasn't just her dream anymore. It was so many other people's dreams. And to be a part of that and to also spread that to other people um, falls in line with what I, my, my missions in life and my purpose in life to help others. Um, so yeah, from 2015 and up until now, you know, we've just been grinding it out, trying to get it done, growing and expanding, dreaming bigger dreams and, you know, making, you know, reclaiming our narratives and, and, and putting a, a beautiful spotlight on black stories, authentic black stories at that. So. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. That was it's just. It's a love story. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I could just see, I could see the theater. I could see you two meeting together. I could see you out on the lawn. I could see you on set. I was like, man, that was really, <laughs> that was really vivid. But I loved every minute of that. Um, can you guys speak to why a label? Because I've never heard of that. Most people haven't. But I think it's super ingenious. So in the beginning, we got confused with a production company so much. And so I, I was getting a little frustrated because I'm like, okay, I keep saying that we're not, but people always assume that we are. And I'm like, how can I, in what way can I have people understand that this is a company for writers and we're okay. creating, you know, these scripts to also, to just collaborate with other production companies or other creatives. Okay. Um, and so I just started to think, and then I, I thought about another industry that I really like, like I love music. And I love um, independent labels like uh, Dream Build or um, Top Dog Entertainment, right? And so mm -hmm. I started to think, how can I structure this similarly to an independent label for music? And I thought about J. Cole and I was like, okay, if I were a J. Cole and he's created Dream Build and then he has these artists and then they create music, um, you know what I mean? They still yeah. have to work with engineers. They still have to have separate managers. They still have right. to have all this other stuff. So. Um, I just put that uh, in parallel with a music label and I wanted to structure Damn Right in that way. 
So us have an executive board, uh, like our head of development, similar to like how we have A&R development, you know what I mean? So I, I really yeah. structured it that way. And um, and then I we have our writers who are would be the artists, right? And um, yeah, that I think that flows best for us. And then when it's time to collaborate, um, we can make it clear, like we're just, we're a, now I want to say just, but we're a screenwriting label, not a production company. We would love to work with your production company, you know what I mean, or uh, sure. outsource with these different creatives to collaborate. However, we are the storytellers. We create the script, and you need a script to start. Like anything, it starts on the page. Um, so yeah, so that was just my mindset because I was kind of tired of just getting mixed up with the production company. I was like, we don't have any cameras. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not a production company but um so yeah that was that was how that that brainchild kind of came about because it wasn't always called a screenwriting label I think maybe a couple years in I had to like differentiate it um, and so I had to re I had to kind of pivot and restructure everything and so that's how that came that is really cool to like because because most people um and understandably so you know, I guess if you have the equipment, like you say, you got the cameras, you got the the sound, you have um, the editing suite, it, you have the space, uh, the sets, et cetera, it's production company or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it rarely is it some type of focus on the page and right. on the writers and on those that were all artists, you know, what did Hitchcock say? I guess it takes an army, you know, to make a movie. We all know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, but to really shine the spotlight and create a space for the writers. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really cool. How did it feel when you were like, oh, music label? That's what it, like, did, did, did it just hit you like, oh, obviously, or was it like, you know, no one's ever done this before, but that's who we are. Did it feel? It was it a feel little bit of both, right? Like I was like, I was like, how can I do this? How can I do this? I wanna be artist centered. Yeah, writer centered. I like that. Damn right is in the name, right? Right. Yeah. I want people to know that these are screenwriters because we don't. I don't feel like at the time we didn't have many groups that was just like screenwriters. Exactly. Um. And so, and I already loved music and like the structure of everything. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, let's do that. And I was like, I don't think nobody did that before. And I was like, I'll do it, <laughs> which which is cool, but also very scary because you don't have a blueprint. You know, like if I wanted to start a music label, I can look at the music labels that I looked at. If I want to start a production company, I can look at other production companies. How do they have their website? What's their mission? But I'm creating this thing for the first time. And I'm like, how, how is this supposed to work or operate? So, you know what I mean? It, that was a lot of our trial, trial and error in the beginning, trying to like pivot and say, okay, we're operating like this. Okay, maybe we need this person in this role. Okay, maybe we don't need this role because it's not really serving its purpose for screenwriters. So it, take, it took a lot of like, just, you know, ebbs and flows of trying to figure out how this will operate because we didn't have that kind of blueprint to show us how a screenwriting label is supposed to operate because we're the first one ever. So, yeah. Gosh, Shanae, how did, um, can you speak to how, when you and Kia reunited, how, what you were able to bring to help like focus it? I'm trying to see a little bit of a timeline sure. in, in my, my mind. Yeah, so I came on originally as a production assistant and then they had a need for a social media like marketer and manager um, because obviously we live in a world that is so much online and independently so many people gain traction and audience um, from social media. So at the time that was something that was a, a big need for Damn Right as they began to get more coverage and expand their audience. Um, so I started out on the social media side just 
leveraging the content that we had and that we were creating and really broadening our online, our, our digital audience um, so that we could have more eyes on our work, more views, because uh, it's easier to go into meetings like, hey, this is our audience space. These are the numbers of the people who are watching our stuff. Um, right. So I came in on that side first, um, kind of helping build up uh, the digital sides, um, particularly the Instagram platform. Um, and then from there, Nikia knew, because you know you have to dream out loud, you have to tell people what what it is you want to do. I said from the beginning, maybe not from the beginning, but production was the was the piece that I was wanting to get in on. But I'm also smart enough to know that if that's not something available to me now, there is an opportunity right here in a field that I've already worked in that I can do really well in to show that, hey, I can do the work. I just mm -hmm. need you to trust me. And um, with that uh, came my first opportunity to produce, which was one of our super short films. Back in 2018, when we were doing a short film a month because people want to see the work, you know, it's like we had these, these scripts written, yeah. but now it's like, we need to bring the visuals to it and show the range of our, of our writers. And at the time we had, we had signed on two new writers. So it was Nakia, Tim Orange and Nikayla Rosetta, um, who were coming in as new writers and really highlighting their work in the work of Nikia and the range of Nikia. So people wouldn't pigeonhole them to just cream and coffee in this dramedy. You know, we do horror, we do psychological, you know, we have a broad span. Um, and uh, with doing those super short series, um, I was able to produce my first film novella through Damn Right Originals. But it was really, and I, and I tell people this, it's like, it, it was really because of the work that I was doing before that, that helped Nikia feel confident to give someone who had never produced before, well, hadn't produced in that capacity before, giving me, giving me the okay to take this film at a time where we were seven films into this. Like it, it wasn't anything was like, oh, if you mess up, that's okay. You know, it's like, no, we need to get it done. We need to get it done quickly. People are now at this point anticipating a film each and every month from mm -hmm. us. Um, so that that confidence in her for someone who had no idea, uh, but also the baptism was, by fire that just happened where it's like, hey, you have opportunity. I was literally gonna Here it say, is. anybody who knows me and who has worked with me knows if they if they want to do something and they say it, they if they're not ready, they better not say it because I'm gonna say, okay. And it may seem like I'm gonna forget because you know time may pass, but then when it's your time, I'm gonna say, are you ready to do this thing? And I kind of I'm the person that I throw you in the water and like you. Like that's me. That's how I operate. And um, I feel like I had done that. So she thinks that it's random, but I feel like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so even when she was doing our social media, right. And building that mm -hmm. up and um, you know, she was trying to figure out our flow and I would say, no, not, not that way. Or no, this is us. She would like literally pivot and do these other things and bring all these different ideas. And so she's a person that can execute, that can take direction. And then that can just, you know, go, you know, that's just her thing. And so I've already peeped that. Like I peep people who can, who, who, who are built for this, you understand? And if you're built for it, you can be built for it in any capacity. So I said, okay, she could do this thing and she can pivot and she can, learn stuff on her own she was doing research on her own about social media and this is what's new this is that, that, that. so I'm like okay um let me just we're gonna do this and then she's like yeah <laughs> she's like look at she did it and so yeah I pay attention to people and how they and how they move in any role it doesn't matter if you're you came on as a PA or if you were you know if you were on set one day to do set decoration um, how, if you do that very well, if you can execute something very well, even if it's a smaller capacity, um, I'm going to trust you to execute anything. 
You know what I mean? And I yeah. feel I feel like this is a nugget for people because sometimes people come on board and they're like, well, this isn't a big thing or this isn't uh, somebody big attached to it. Or maybe yeah. they're like, I'm not really getting paid that much. So I'm not going to put my full effort. And that's like, that's that's crazy to me. I'm like, if you agree to something, your name is on it regardless. So you better execute because somebody's going to yeah. remember that. You don't know who yeah. these people will be in the future. And they're going to remember you being lazy and half-assed and like a short film that they did, but now they got this million dollar, billion dollar budget for these films. And they're going to look at you like, oh no, you were lazy on this thing. Why would I put you on this? Absolutely Thanks. not. So anyway, I had to go on a tangent on that because I was like, that, it was not random. I didn't want, she was like, she just trusted me wanting to know. I trusted you based on your work <laughs> ethic and based on your ability to execute that. Sex, yeah. Um, and so with that, uh, producing that film and, and kind of with us doing a short film a month, I think we saw the greater need to have someone in a role to solely focus on producing. Nakia was doing it all, literally all of it at one point. But as a screenwriter, as a founder, as a CEO, that's a lot. Um, and she was able to dedicate the time that was needed for her craft. But here was someone saying, hey, I want to do this. This is this is what I want to focus on, um, which is where head of production came in um, to mm -hmm. kind of as we went through the ebbs and flows of understanding what we needed. We needed someone to head our productions because we do produce the work of our writers and our writers only. So unlike a production company that takes grant not random scripts, but unsolicited scripts. Mm -hmm. We only do the scripts of our signed writers um, that are underneath the damn right label. Uh, so that's where, where that division came in. And, and now I head the, the production sector and, and building out all things script to screen and bringing in our various collaborators um, to make our films possible. Because like you said, it takes, it takes a, it really does take a village. Like it's so many moving parts and all parts are needed and all parts are integral um, down yeah. to the PAs, you know, because there's mm -hmm. that, that role is needed. So yeah. I'm here to make sure that I can also make people's dreams come true. And I tell people the same thing. It's like, be careful what you say around me because I will remember <laughs> and yes, I will follow up when the day comes because there's always opportunities. But the most important thing is if you're to ask for those opportunities, like you need to be ready for them and mm -hmm. to stay ready for them because they'll come and they'll come quickly. Yep. That's awesome. So let's talk about Novella really quick. That was the first damn right original I saw. Um, I was talking to Shanae about it at work a few weeks ago and I was just gushing. I was just like, first off, I'm a big bookworm. I got to talk to you about books a, a little later. We will talk about books in a little while, yeah. but I was like, wait a minute. This is a short film about black love and one, and one of them is, is an author and the aesthetic. And what's a highlight of working on novella, which follows you can do a better job with the logline. I was gonna say it just follows the journey of a writer mm -hmm. in the trenches writing her romantic novel. What yeah. was were some highlights from the production for the film novella? And congratulations on that. That screened with um my previous job. Um oh. excuse Fox me. Fox Soul. Excuse Fox me. I, I'm sorry if I have some things crossed. I'm sorry. Black <laughs> folk are just doing everything and everybody's yeah, no, screening everywhere. <laughs> It was yeah, it a lot of soul and revolt, yeah. Okay. So, um, no, I feel like a highlight for me as a writer, um, and I'm, was this the first one that I had someone, no, no, someone else produce? Is this the first one where I was like, someone else needs to produce it? I don't know. No, because no. my kid did arms and legs. So okay, yeah. Not arms and legs, queer of kind. Queer of kind, right, right, right. Oh, yes, right. So I, I think my highlight, though, was just seeing everything that I wrote on the page. And this is always my highlight. I don't ever think I'll get over this, but 
seeing this script literally happen in front of you is kind of crazy. It's like, cause then you start to every, I feel like every writer has this thing where they start to be like, wow, I made this shit up. Wow. This is my imagination. Yes. <laughs> like it's kind of, it's kind of yes. surreal, honestly. So that was a highlight for me, just seeing um, that process. And I really love collaborating with people who love their particular job, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's set deck, I love how obsessed like set deck people are when they're like, I have to buy this thing, I have to hang this. I'd be like, yes, be obsessed with your job. I love that. Like it just makes me feel like, dang, people yeah. really love what they do. And when everybody loves what they do on one project, it really shows. And so I think that was a highlight too, just seeing Terrell direct and seeing, you know, Shanae do logistics and, you know, just everything and the actors and the lighting. And then uh, one of my favorite cinematographers, Alvin McBean, he's so, oh my God, he's so particular, but I love it. Like, he's like, no, he'll, he'll stop and everybody stops. Like, what is he doing? And he'll be like, the light bulb. Unscrew it. <laughs> it's really, really? crazy, but it's like wow. And as soon as he unscrews it, everybody sees it. And we're like, oh, like this. Like he's genius in a way where he loves what he does so much that he's like obsessed with it. Um, and just to get to work with people like that on this level, like on a on an indie level, you know what I mean? It's beautiful because I'm excited to see like what we do. The more the higher we grow when we work together. So that's just a highlight for me, just seeing it unfold. What about you, Shanae? Uh, a lot of the same, honestly, uh, just, just watching from seeing everything from a logistics standpoint and then seeing it come together. But really, two two really big highlights for me was um, Terrell, Terrell Hill, who was our director for that, seeing him show up and show up in the capacity that he did when he was going through a lot of personal things at the time that okay. really would have had someone like, and I get it, you know, down and out, like I can't fulfill these obligations, but he showed up each and every day dedicated yeah. to the work, making sure he was still bringing his A game um, to that experience. And as a, as a leader, you know, as a director um, and, and, and navigating us through that. Um, and then also just, I love like the little BTS, like tidbits of stuff. The fact that we yeah. filmed that all in one location, a lot of people outside of the actual library scene, a lot of people don't know that. That was one of my first That's times awesome. just really seeing how you can be very resourceful very um, uh, use your ingenuity to make something happen. We didn't have big budgets. We had to get this done. We had all these conversations. <clears throat> we were like, how can we do this? You know, how can we come together and make this happen? And Alan McBean, our, our uh, cinematographer, had this beautiful uh, apartment that he had and we transformed that into three different locations where I don't, I'm almost confident no one knows all. That's one of the things I like to ask people is like, so what did you think about the locations? And I was like, oh, I loved it. It was beautiful. It looked so well. I was like, yeah all the same place <laughs> and no one knew. And that was where I realized it's like, you really can, there there really are no fires. It's just like maybe a, a small little spark of like, hey, this is happening, but how can I put this out and still make it work? Um, and that was one of the first moments like fully seeing that um, come together and it's like, well, if we can make that happen, like, <laughs> cause locations is a big thing and no yeah, one knew. Yeah. Well, I feel like we can do anything. And that's really exactly. And that's, my, that's why I have so much confidence in like, the things that we will do because as a when you're grinding on the indie level like i'll put an indie person up next to anybody because we had to be so resourceful and we have to pivot so quickly you know and it's like we are built from the mud we had to like just figure out how to make something happen and still have our work look spectacular you know um, right so that's why i'm like the indie grind anybody who's used to the indie grind i love bringing them on board because i'm like okay 
you know, because you know the the you have a different mindset because you trained your mind to have to be resourceful and you know pivot. So I love that, and I'm just confident. It, any like just like she said, we've had to do so much out of a little bit that I'm like, we can make this happen because right. we have budgets now. We have we're working with you know these different people. I'm like, okay, this is nothing. Where somebody who hasn't really doesn't have that much experience in indie world. They might freak out and they might whine. And like, we don't have, I'm like, we don't have time to be whining, but <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my that's my biggest thing. I'm like, what are you crying? I say this to Kiara all the time. Like Kiara uh talked said it about it, talked about it the other day. She was like, You always say, there's no crying in filmmaking. <laughs> That's what I'm like, you better go to the closet, have a moment and come back out. We got stuff. To right. Do. Come out with a solution. Okay. Cause you yeah. shed here and you come with a solution with it. I, I think filmmaking as, as sport, right. like, I'm very like, I'm sports minded when it comes to making films. So I'm like, we have to finish the job. Like I'm very much so a Kobe Bryant when it's like, when I'm on set, I'm like, what are you, what? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I was going to, a couple of things, the sports thing, when you were talking earlier, giving Shanae her props and spotlighting different pe- parts of your team. I was like, I was thinking about MJ or, um, yeah. uh, or Phil or Phil. And oh, yeah. I was thinking like, uh, I think I was thinking of, uh, like the recent, uh, Bulls documentary, I think, and how, oh, yes. how you sounded like a team captain, <laughs> either a team captain or coach, the head coach <laughs> or yes, or a head coach. Mm-hmm. And You sound like a sports, yes, a sports yes. captain. What did you say, Shanae, head coach? That like you were just seeing, all, you know, Nick Fury, whatever. However you need to see it. You were just <laughs> seeing all the skills and putting people where they needed to be. And I just thought that was, I was like, that really makes for a great leader. And it sounds like everybody's flourishing. I'm not saying that, look, in fact, we can be real. This is film production. We know things fall apart. There's yeah. internet issues, yeah. uh, what a location falls through. You're the screenwriter, so sometimes- Contract, yeah. issues. Or you have to, uh, um, Nikia, you probably had to rewrite a scene, perhaps. Oh, on the, on the spot, on the spot. You know, so <laughs> I just think that that, I thought that that was great when the, and then when you went into the sports analogy, I was like, yes, that's exactly how I see her and how I see this running. And it sounds like it's one of the reasons for you guys is success. And I just think yeah. run it like, like it's a franchise, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's how you're doing it. And it's just- Nothing the franchise. <laughs> yes, yes. And when we talk about books, I'll talk about, I'll bring that, bring something up. Um, okay. But definitely, um, cause I'm not necessarily super into sports either, but I one thing I do love is just people who execute. I don't care what, you could be a culinary artist and you, you know what I mean? On top yeah. shelf, I'm like, I like top shelf, I like him. Um, so if I pay, I pay attention to people who are great leaders and I try to like 
look to them and listen to their interviews and them on podcasts. Even on the Calm app, I listen to like LeBron James because I'm mm. like, I get this, I get you. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we when we talk about books and we're being yes. Oh, the other thing was the Ava method. That's what I called it anyway, mm. especially in relationship to novella because yeah. of. What, what was it? Is it, sometimes I confuse it. Is it I will follow or middle of nowhere? One of those yeah. is the one location. And I just love mm -hmm. that you guys as well, you know, we're not the first ones to do it, but it's always cool when that comes up. You know, yeah. Shanae's always impressed, like, you know, what'd you guys think of the location? Like, yeah, we like this one. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, we did that all in one place. So, I mean, you, you know, so thank you for the props because we squeezed that location, your friend's apartment, for yeah. all that it was worth it. I thought the set good. dressing was great. The lighting was great. I just, I loved uh, the protagonist, author Nook right there and just the sense of mystique uh, yeah. that you gave her as a writer because we writers just uh, have all the mystique if y'all yeah. didn't know. And I, <laughs> and I just thought that was, um, I thought that was really great. I can't wait to watch that again. Um, this will sound different for you both. So Shanae, think about it. Nakia, did you always want to be a writer? And Shanae, did you know you always wanted to be a film producer? And, and you know, how did y'all even get into, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. How'd y'all get into movie making in the first place? And then segue into, I was called to be a writer or I was called <laughs> to be a producer or however your story goes. Well, I, here's my story. I was just always dramatic. Um, so that's that. I was always dramatic as a kid. Whenever I'm coming in telling a story about what happened in school, it has to be this theatrical story. I'm like, I walked in and they were sitting, I have to describe everything, right? Like I'm just very into it. Um, so that's always been a thing of mine, right? Like you find, like as kids, you try to pinpoint like, what is, what is it about this child? So I've always been just very dramatic um, and very just loquacious, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I love to, I love to write too, right? So I, I would write like short stories. I wrote my first book when I was eight, I think. My mom found it, it was laminated. This is when clip art just came out. So I had right. clip art all over the place. And, um, and a funny thing about that is that I had written, I don't know what the assignment was, but I'd written uh, the Cinderella story, right? The mm -hmm. Cinderella story we all know, but I wrote it and I used like uh, dinosaurs instead Right. And I was like, hmm. like, I'm trying to analyze my younger self when I'm looking at it. I'm like, maybe it was me saying, like, I'm going to put some some a marginalized group in this <laughs> setting. You know, what I mean, I want to put some some something that we haven't seen yep. before, but that's still familiar. But like if other people an opportunity to have that kind of, you know, I was reclaiming yeah. narrative. Um, so <laughs> so just things like that. I've always, you know, loved storytelling and loved like playing around with story. Mm -hmm. screenwriter I never knew that word I didn't know what that was I'm a little girl mm -hmm. from Atlanta a lot of people weren't doing that um but I just I uh commend my grandmothers because they both instilled the love of storytelling in me one my 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 fraternal grandmother uh really loved books she had she has so many V.C. Andrews books flowers in the attic like those kind of books like she always had those books um and my maternal grandmother always watched movies. I mean, I grew up watching Steel Magnolias, Fried Green Tomatoes, um, The Love Jones. I wasn't supposed to be watching that Soul Food, but <laughs> every movie she had out, and it was like a range of movies, you know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. And so I was like, wow. And then Eve's Bayou came out, um, or it probably was already out, but I remember her watching it and I was like, what is this? Cause it was a young girl who looked like me who had all this sass and she had this monologue that I kept watching to learn the monologue. Cause I was just obsessed with the words she was saying. And I was like, wow, like I just loved that. And so um, I think it was, it wasn't until high school when I did like a play uh, and my theater, she was our theater teacher she mentioned the word screenwriting and I was like, what is that? <laughs> she was right. like, you can do this, but like on TV, you can write the, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, that's, a, I never knew that was a thing. And I'm like, wow, this is a way to marry my love for words and moving images. And so um, I looked it up. And then when I looked it up, I saw faces uh, on Google that looked like Mara Brockakill or, or Shonda mm-hmm. Rhimes. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to do with it. Whatever they're doing, like I want to, like, that's what I want to do. Um, so that was kind of my journey into screenwriting. Always been dramatic, always been a lover of TV and words and books. And then learning more about how I can do that, marry those things together, and then just pursuing that from there. In college, we didn't necessarily have screenwriting. We had mass comm, radio, television, yeah, yeah. film, and that was close enough. And then I did like international studies where I would study, uh, take actual screenwriting classes or creative writing classes and and yeah and then from there I was like yeah this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> that's awesome wow okay Shanae you're uh, up uh so I wanted to be a judge for a really long time um growing up and then I watched what? an episode of like one of the the crime shows um maybe like law and order where they killed the judge and the jurors and a few other people from jail and i was like hmm sitting in a jail cell thinking about how they'd want to murder me on top of all of the years of schooling you have to do to become a judge i was like maybe this isn't for me um but i had (laughs) all make a judge show right but I had yeah. always like my um, my rise. mom was really into uh, theater and the arts and and movies and I'm adopted um, so when we okay. came into her life there was a lot of like just classic films like Oliver Twist and things that we hadn't watched and she was like you haven't seen that we're gonna watch that or we went on a Bette Midler um, like just binge of like all these different Bette Midler movies and things like that because she she loved Bette Midler um, but one thing I do remember is like she she let us read a lot of books but then also we would go see a lot of movies and I would love to just sit and watch the credits because at the time I didn't I didn't know all the positions but I just saw this massive and I guess it attributes to my my verbalness like I love information just seeing information I just saw a massive list of people that like after the actors and you know like the main like director and things like that's like it still goes on there's all these people who play a part and I just I would I would sit in the theater and watch it until the credits would end and just like figure out because you know they move so fast like which ones I can pull and see oh what is a a production accountant or you know Mm -hmm. I think of like the obscure ones but you know those ones that you would catch it's like oh wow there's someone to do that the drive the transportation team you know the caterers the sound all the effects animation like they have all of those yes just blocks of names right so I was just like that was like one of the early signs on top of just I just I love storytelling I love film and tv um that was something I just grew up watching a lot of and I love people so and as a producer Mm -hmm. I think that's so important but it wasn't until I got to college because before college, I knew what I wanted to do was in the route of journalism and entertainment because I love that medium. But that's also what we're exposed to the most. It was like, I wanted to be like a Terrence J where I was interviewing people in, okay. you know, in front of the camera, which I still love to do, but it wasn't until I got to college and took a, um, 
our Southern Regional Press Institute, where they had these um, these local news producers who came and they were like, yeah, everyone wants to be on camera and that's great, but just know that it's very hard because so many people are competing for that position. But she was, it was this um, this woman, she was like, but the real power is actually in the, produ in the those producer's hands. Yeah. The people who put people in those positions to do that and they have the most leverage. And that really like resonated with me. I was like, I would like to have the power. I'd, li I'd like to put people in positions, including myself to do these things. So I was like, maybe it's producing that I like to do um, or that I need to be exploring more. Um, and so from there, that had always just been a key word and a key thing that I was like, okay, I don't know what that looks like because there are so many different types of producers and I'm still learning all the different variants of producing. Um, but I was like, this is something where I can be, you know, a gatekeeper. I can be connected to all of these moving parts. And if by chance I want to be the person in front of the screen or doing something else, I would be right. one of the first people to give that green light of, okay, yes, this is the person. Um, but more importantly to me, it's, it's just that agency of like putting people in positions to do exactly what it is they say they want to do. That means so much to me because I've always had people support me and my dreams and encourage my dreams and put me in positions to do, to live out my dreams. I want to do the same for other people. Um, and then my love of people, my love of knowledge, it was just like, <laughs> it goes hand in hand. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's producing. But even now, honestly, I'm still trying to figure out what within the route of producing, there are so many different types of producers that I want right. to kind of continue to forge forward with. Um, but as long as I'm connecting people and things and resources and, and playing a role in, in helping people bring their scripts to life, like it doesn't necessarily matter the title for me of that, um, but I'm, I'm happy doing just that. Sinead, do you have any produce, or even just one, that's fine. You may, you may have a long list of maybe producers that just have a certain quality or work ethic. Do you have producers that, that you'd highlight? For sure. Um, Ava, obviously yeah. to me, is just someone who she's just been so unapologetic in her gatekeeping and making sure women and black women in particular are filled with her or on her sets. Like that to me is so powerful because she's in a position to do that. And she's so unapologetic about it because we know in this industry, there's the boys club and you know, there's obviously the groups that stick together. So why frown upon someone who's doing that for people of color? Like for me, that's just, she's been someone I really um, idolized and looked up to in that regard of like, she's unapologetic in it. So why should I feel any way about trying to make sure that I have as many black women, as many black people on my sets? Um, so she's definitely someone, but uh, on the independent route, I love this one producer, Maya Miller. She was someone that I observed from the beginning who just was really just thorough, um, passionate and caring, um, which I think are, are just so important traits to have because you are not holding people's hands, but you're helping people through this process. And you're guiding them. To, yeah, to you know fulfill their their best versions of themselves and the best versions of the work that they're meant to do. Um, Your so midwife. Sorry. Right, that I really a film doula. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. That's um, good. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Ava Maya Miller, someone independently that I, I love, and she's just a thorough uh, person. Um, so those are some people that I, I, I definitely just look to and use them as inspiration of like, I can do this hard work because they've done it too, and I can be unapologetic in the ways that I want to go about doing this work because it's always with good intentions. That's cool because even like post uh, Insecure, um, if I didn't say it earlier, guys, for everyone watching and listening, I had the pleasure to meet and work with Shanae on the final season of Insecure. But that's where I met Shanae and even post Insecure, um, it's not just you, we're all doing it and we were saying it at the beginning. But one thing I really like about you that I think probably all producers have and all creatives should have is putting people on sharing um, 
kind of gatekeeping in a positive way, which is just opening the gates, sending like, guys, send your resumes here. Here's a job posting. Um, here's some books that you should look into for how the industry works, et cetera. Like that may not seem like a lot. It may not seem that glamorous, but I mean, for me, you know, whenever I see my phone go off and your name is on there or hope or do, or I'm like, oh, what they, what they got, they're trying to help. They're trying to open the gates for somebody. And I just, <laughs> I always get so excited. And I just, I think that's really. Yeah. yeah. There's I no, I, I really don't, yeah. I don't get why people feel that their shining a light on other people will diminish their light. I don't, I don't understand that mindset because I know anything that I do, I bring my own uniqueness to it. I can do mm. well. And if someone does it better than me, like, Hey, I'm paying attention and taking notes. So I, mm. I've never understood that mindset, but I'm not in the light to, in the business to, keep opportunities from other people because I can't do it all. So why am I going to sure. hoard these opportunities for people who want them? Like, Yeah, no, we're all trying to turn it around. Like, um, what was that, Gabrielle Union's, um, was it her Essence speech? Was it Essence Fest? Where she was transparent about sometimes she- feeling insecure about, you know, when Sister Girl gets on, oh, does that mean that I'll be left behind? I'm kind of condensing it. Yeah, so that's great. We're all, no, I feel you. We're all trying to like get to that place where it's like, no, there's, there's bounty here. We, we can yeah. do, especially if we do stick together in a healthy kind mm-hmm. of way and trying to like foster and cultivate talent and introduce people and, and stuff like that. So I think that was great, Shanae. That was, that was really good. Same thing for you, Nikia, but maybe perhaps, unless you'd like to speak more to that, any best writer qualities or any writers that's, really stand out to you as they uh, go about the craft and anything you kind of take away when you're creating? Yeah, I, um, so I'll start with qualities. I think that um, it's great for writers to be, um, have a balance of uh, subjectiveness and objectiveness. Um, Because in a way, obviously like we are, what makes us unique is our subjectiveness, like our own unique opinions about things and our perspective about things and the way in which we write it, but also being objective in a way to where you're not judgmental of your characters and you're allowing them all to sound different and to have difference of opinions. Um, I think that that's super important, uh, just just for a well-crafted, well-rounded script and, and dialogue, you know, to have a level of objectiveness or just all, everybody sounds like the same voice. Yeah. Um, I think that writers should have like a curiosity about about everything, about humans, about interaction, the psychology of everything. Like I love, I still have my psychology book from college because it's crazy. It's interesting how humans work, you know? And like yeah. the more you know that about humans, how humans work, the better you can write about humans. Um, and then also I said all time, discipline. You have to have a level of discipline. Um, you know, a lot of people are very emotional about it. Where I feel like emotion is involved because you have to be able to pour out of yourself mm-hmm. um, and feel the things you're working on, but you also have to remove that emotion when it comes to doing the work. So I don't care that you don't want to write today. You don't feel like it. If we, if I only wrote when I feel like it, I'd never write. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'd be tired. Yes. I'd be exhausted. I'd feel sad. I'd feel, you know, whatever. Like it's like no you have to remove the emotion when it comes to doing the work and you have to give yourself a level of like 
discipline to say, I have to write three pages a day. I have to finish this. Um, because a lot of times people don't have discipline unless somebody tells them, unless like I sit here and say, you have a deadline, Josiah, you have a, you have a deadline of tomorrow. Then that's when you put fire up under your ass to like get it done. But like what happens you when have no to call me out. You, have, you have to find your own fire. You know what I mean? You have to be your own person to say, you need to turn this in on Friday. Yeah. Or you need to yourself, turn it into mm -hmm. your, yep. right. you know what I mean? So I feel like a level of discipline is definitely needed because the end, like the industry is like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows when you, you know, you're writing something, this is going to be amazing. It's like, okay, thank you. Rewrite. Okay. Thank you. Notes. Okay. Thank you. Edits, updates. Like you have to be disciplined enough to like take those notes and to, and to make it happen. So I definitely think that, so that was what subjectiveness, objectiveness, curiosity, discipline and i feel like um you also take time to like know yourself and to grow into who you are because you better hone your voice right and then you also explore the world more you have more to talk about so like i tell people all the time travel take a walk like just go out yeah. do something else creative like go paint something learn something else um, maybe they do a black Game of Thrones, and you know what I mean. I, I'm ready. I'm like, listen, I know all about archery. I can be on that writer in that writer. Right. So um, definitely, like, just living life fully and completely, um, I think is a key to being an artist in general because you have way more to offer, and you, you're you're tapped into like your emotions a little more. So everything is a balance. Just a balance of subjectiveness, a balance of objectiveness, a balance of emotion, a balance of discipline. Um, and then just being hungry, you know, just being hungry. Is there even one, is there one writer mm -hmm. that kind of jumps out to you? Who's like, yeah, he or she, they, they've got all that. Yeah. So Shonda Rhimes, for sure. I just love, she's very for much sure. so Capricorn. Like she's very no nonsense. She's like, I'm writing my stuff. This is what I do. If you're not like this and you're just not cut for it. Like I love Shonda Rhimes. And she also like, she just creates these worlds that are just so full. You know what I mean? And later, yeah. I love that. I also love Mara Brockakeel because I like her. Um, yeah. She's just deliberate about Black women and Black women's stories. And um, I love her dialogue and I love the, the realness of it. Like it, it feels so relatable all the time. So I think they both give the balance that I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like the discipline and... Um, then we have like the emotion filled of realness, you know, like they just both hone those things in. And I really like that. And those are two that I absolutely am like, yeah, these are, these are, these are two, two screenwriters that I love. Also, is it Jillian Flynn or Gillian Flynn? I always never, I never know how to, yeah, I never know how to say her name. Right. But I re read <laughs> books and stuff. So, but I love her too. She's like, on my she, list. She's a phenomenal writer. When I was watching something, I paused it and I said, this sounds like Jillian. And I looked it up and it was. And I was like, that's crazy that mm. I can I can re recognize. It was, I think it was Widows. I said, this scene is so, this is some gone girl shit. Like I said, let me, I got to look this up. Yeah. And I was she like, yeah. So when I can notice somebody's, you know, it's so good that I know yeah. who it is on a screenwriting level, it's crazy. Like you doing that on a director's level, it's like, okay, because they have similar things that they probably sure. do. But Motif, when so I was yeah. able to do that, I was like, oh, she's on my list of favorites. If I can do that from just her writing. So, yeah, I just, yeah, nice. I love those. Those are my three that I really love. Okay. 
I'm going to do, it's not really a game, but I'm going to do this. I think y'all like it. Shanae, what's your favorite thing about Nakia, both as a writer and personally? And then Nakia, you think about your answer for Shanae. But let, let's stay on the writer thing real quick. Shanae? As a writer, um, I like her commitment to the authenticity of her writing um, and the dedication to the research. If she doesn't know it, you know, she's researching it or she's having a good time just having conversations with people and getting their stories out of them to make it, you know, real in her in her scripts because she's getting it from someone else's, you know, life, the inspiration from someone else's life. So that dedication to the authenticity, because um, that can sometimes easily be just overlooked or just swept under the rug because it's like, oh, this is what I think it is. And now nah, she, she'll dedicate the time to making sure that it's as authentic as possible by even taking archery classes. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that real? Yes, I'm a method writer. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I need to be on one of the shirts. Yes. I'm a method writer. Let me I also write that down for myself. Down. Yeah. Let me write that down for myself just to remember. <laughs> I'm a method writer. Yes, claim it. <laughs> you, are <laughs> you really took it oh, I've always well, I did I took fencing for a little while and I wanted to go to archery but I haven't done I'm that I do fencing too so that's I want to do that oh, yeah that is so cool <laughs> um okay and then but what's a personal thing that you look because I love the friendship too that's yeah. the, the support system going on here right no yeah it, it I think it truly is the support and the um the space that she holds for people to be themselves uh, as someone who's kind of like hidden their feelings and things like that. And not necessarily been someone else for others, but kind of put on a mask to kind of appease others. So I am a people pleaser. I really appreciate Nakia just in there. being like, hey, if this is you, it is what it is. Like, I may not always agree with it or I may not understand it, but this is who you are. And I accept that. And here are ways I feel that you can evolve. But if this is how you're wanting to be, I, I accept you as this person. Um, wow. And I really appreciate that. Aww. <laughs> but I do. I like <laughs> truly the authenticity altogether in her in her work in her yeah. personal life. She holds that space for people, and that's why she is such a great writer because she does allow that authenticity in herself and in others, um, and that just makes her scripts even more beautiful. Oh, that's so cute! The violins and violas. <laughs> <laughs> Who's cutting onions up in here? Um, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. What about it, Nikia? Same thing. What is it? What's your favorite thing about Shanae as a, as a producer, as he, your head of production, and as well as personally? Yeah, so I would say my favorite thing as far as producing and head of production, like she's just so thorough. I said it earlier, thorough, yeah. like her, her, her ability to execute and her thoroughness and something that I might not have that I think she has is like her patience with people. <laughs> I think that. Yeah, yes, I've seen it too. As a producer, yeah, right? I've so seen it as well. I need that as a producer, right? I feel like that's when I knew like, okay, I'm not a producer. Um, or I can produce, but I, I'm not, she's like, this is her, like this is her game. Um, because people ask questions that are stupid questions to me, but she's so kind. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like that my natural reaction is like, I already sent that in an email, right? Like my team jokes on me because I'm like, that's in an email. Like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> per my email. Per my email. Truly. But she has the patience to, you know, she's like, you know, yeah, this is, she's just very much a, she's just super patient and she has, she has a way with people and 
like motivating people in a way um, to which like people come together and they do their job. But she's she's super thorough. I love that about her. I love that's a trait that I love in people in general. So she has that. So that's what makes her one of my favorite people. And um, yeah, just her commitment, her commitment to excellence too. Like it's yeah. hard to find sometimes a commitment to excellence. Some people are like, oh, this is good enough. And I'm like, no. So when people are like, no, this isn't good enough. I'm like, right, it's not. Like, let's do better. So like she has that thing. And so that's my, one of the my favorite traits about her and her being in a, the head of production. Um, as far as personally, I think that you mentioned it earlier, just her support for other people. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. Like she's always going to give opportunities to people if she has that, if she has the opportunity to give an opportunity, she will. And she's always going to speak life into people. If you feel sad, decide if you're like, I don't know, my podcast, I don't know if I did good. She's going to be like, no, you did amazing. You know what you're like, so many people haven't done this. You've done X, Y, Z. She's going to hype you up. You know what yep. I mean? You yep. need a pep talk, but she's definitely going to do that for you. And I've, I've seen it. I've seen her be that for so many people. I've seen her be so supportive for so many people. And so who doesn't need a person like that, you know, in their lives? Right. So, and I think that bleeds into her, you know, her work as well. Like everything is kind of coincides, like who you are as a person being so supportive and being so such a champion of others also bleeds over into how she produces and being a champion of others. People on set need a pep talk. She's going to be like, listen, we're going to get it done. It's okay. You're doing an amazing job. Like she's so great. And so I love her forever. <laughs> I love the sisterhood right here, man. What? Yes. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, you're welcome. No, I, you both got me thinking um, as it per even pertains to Shanae. Bro, I remember I was struggling once at Insecure and Shanae in the most patient way possible hit me with the per the call sheet. I was struggling. I left her some type of voice. I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know where's the blah, 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 blah. And she ironed it out. It, it worked out. I wasn't used to really reading a lot of call sheets. Better mm -hmm. yet, those exhaustive yeah, they're long. call sheets. Yeah. I was not used to that. I'm, I'm better now. Yeah. But and, the, and then she took me and some of our, our people aside and just in the most kind, even though it was like butt crack of dawn, the yeah. most kind, patient, <laughs> trying to uplift you. Because it, it was also a crazy morning. Um, I might even be confusing mornings right now. They're all probably running together. Everything's running together. No, really, but Shanae, you really uh, were there for, for me, and I'm, uh, I think Venus was there too, and mm -hmm. we just needed just a little bit of course correction. We, we were feeling overwhelmed. I think you guys yeah. mentioned, or I'm thinking of something else where someone was talking about just kind of being, it looks one way, but it was just a little overwhelmed. And Shanae came through, told us what was needed, and kind of just ironed it out and really just oh. kind of undergirded us like that. And it was, so yeah, yeah. I've totally seen it. Um, seen it in action. Shanae even apologized if something was weird. <laughs> Shanae was like, if I was scatterbrained, I'm sorry. And I was like, mm -hmm. you Which know what, also, weren't we all? That's, that's, a, that's a good leadership quality too, being able to say like, my bad, I apologize for X, Y, Z, or I messed up, but this is like, let's, you know, you know what I mean? Taking ownership and, oh, that's a good way to put and that. doing that instead of blaming other people. I think that that's a great quality in filmmaking as well. And just using words like we and us and our, like I do it all the time. <laughs> and I do it to a point where I know people are probably like, girl, cause I'll be, I'll say, <laughs> like if I want Sinead to um, 
like to just a random example, pour, pour some water. I'd be like, we probably need some water. So let's get us some water on the table. And like, cause it feels more collaborative. So now it's in my mm-hmm. everyday language. And people are like, are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so just, yeah. Just so tell it, me what you want. We don't need yeah. no we, just to, no, yeah. no, but I get, no, no I like, like that. We need to do this. We need to get this together. <laughs> we need to get that. Cause they know, they know their jobs. So I'm just like, listen. <laughs> yes. We need the water on the table. Put the water. Put the water right. I love it. And you can be both y'all clearly can also be silly on set, which is yeah. Man, y'all know those those I'm late not, nights. I'm not doing no heart surgery. Right. <laughs> it, we're not curing cancer here. We're creating a film. Like it's like we can laugh. <laughs> yes. Oh, what's that? Tell the people. What's that, the damn right original slogan? I love that slogan. Do you, uh, y'all know oh. what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, well, wait, you, cause you came after we said we can laugh. So is it something? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Witness the magic of storytelling? Is it uh, that? that not that movie? one. It's, um, uh, it's because you were saying, uh, it wasn't because- Oh, you, this is what we say. We say, uh, oh, I think, oh, yeah, 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 like today is, Wait, wait, we have to do it. Today okay. is June 25th, 2021, and we get to live and create another day. And that's yes. a beautiful thing. that's a beautiful thing. thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought of that because you were like, it's we get to make a film. That was why yes. I thought of that. Live yes. and create. Like, yes. we get to live and create another day. So. Yes. Yeah. And I like to start and end our days with that. Um, it's not in our meetings when we remember. But because it's like, it puts you in a place of gratitude. Like, wow, I get to do this thing. And I love to do this thing. You know what I mean? And so yes. we're present in that. So yeah, and that that is my North Star too. It brings me back. Like, yes, I get to do this thing. No matter whatever, what fires we had to put out five minutes ago, I'm so excited and grateful that I get to do this thing and I get to do it with people who love what they do. Yep. I lo- yeah, I, I do love that. Not only, yeah, it spotlights the creativity, but it does have that attitude of, Gratitude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. That's the gratitude. I like that too. Look at that. All the words today. Gratitude of gratitude. Like yes. And you know it's okay. Speaking of gratitude, how did you feel when you began to acquire the part? Not acquire. You began to partner with people like uh, BET, her, and Aspire TV. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I felt yes as of most recently. You know. <laughs> She can write for anything, okay. <laughs> hey, tell them, tell them. I, I feel, um, I always feel, yes, grateful. Um, and more, more than anything, I feel grateful for my uh, past self, like my younger self for being, for betting on me. You know what I mean? For being so gun-ho about, listen, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna create without permission because because, because of the things that, she was able to do back then and be audacious about it. I'm like reaping the benefits of my past self, if that makes any sense, right? Yeah. Like because of the work she put in, like I'm now here able to get these opportunities because it's they're seeing things that I've done that are that's older. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I didn't have the confidence, if I didn't have the gusto, the discipline to stick it out and to do those things younger when I didn't really know what I was doing. I probably wouldn't be as far ahead as I am now. So 
it just, it always reminds me. And I'm always like, yes, thank you, young Nakia. Thank you, girl, for doing these things. Because people will bring up old work. And I'm like, oh, that's what you saw? Like, oh. Um, so yeah, it feels, it feels really good. And it gives me, um, it gives me just hope for the future of what we can, what we're able to do once we, like the more we do, the more we climb, the, the better we get. And I'm like, oh, this is nothing. This is not like in five, in two years, honestly, in two months, like we're, we're, we're changing and growing by the minute and I love it. And I'm just excited to see that. And so it just reminds me that this is an amazing part of the journey and to keep going. Um, cause it only, it's only up from here. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I was like, dang, they're out here on BET. And then they're with us. I'm, I'm new to Aspire. I wasn't so in meeting Shanae and learning more about Damn Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like what? There's another, you know, because there's, we got Quelly TV and we got uh, uh, TV One, I think, uh, back in Maryland. We got. Yeah. And so every day it's like, there's, we got damn right originals. Every day there's something, there's a new network, there's a new collective, there's a new something. And so I was just like, wow, they're really, they really out here. That's gotta feel like amazing. And to be bringing on new talent or working with new people or like, like I was, I I got to see, um, I won't be able to get into all of them. That's okay. Cause every, cause guys, You need to subscribe to everything. We're going to drop all that information so you can enjoy yeah. all the damn right originals. But I was like, Kim Fields uh, yeah. was out here directing your work. Yeah. I was for um, Baby Blue. Yes, I Baby think it Blue was in DT Her Film and she directed it, which was amazing. I was like, what? oh, <laughs> Kim Fields. Um, so yeah, and just talking to her and getting notes and like her being excited about the script. I'm like, oh my God what the hell <laughs> so, that was a really a really great moment but yeah we we that's are great. creating and, and and making opportunities for ourselves and that's just it's super inspiring um to see people around me like really love damn right originals as much as mm-hmm. I do and um I'm just excited to continue this because we also get to work with people like so for instance right Jeffrey Maya is one of the actors we got to work with um back in the day and we're still really good friends. And to see her on Snowfall or All American, I'm like, yes, Jeffrey, you go. So like, we're working with these people who end up doing these awesome yeah. things. Even Priya Ferguson, she was in my very first short film, and, and that was her first short film too. And now she's on Stranger Things or working with these wow. directors who are now getting opportunities to direct like Disney, you know, fellowships and stuff like that. I'm like, yes, like. I can't wait till it's we amazing. all are in a on a panel or something. We're like, we knew each other when we were like 22. Like, I love those moments. So I'm super excited. That's really moments that I'm excited about, like where we will be and like our origin story. So yeah, yeah it's, it's very inspiring to work with people at this level mm-hmm. and then like to see everybody climb together. I love that. That's awesome. What, what would you guys say? And then I'm going to uh, ask you about your latest film. If you could sum it up, what would either of you say makes a really good short film? Cause you guys are really, I do love short films and you guys are really just, you're really just inspiring me that, yo, you can do this and you can hone your craft using a short film. What would you guys say makes a really great one? I, well, from creatively and obviously this is like subjective to me, mm-hmm. I feel like, or what I like to do is, um, 
never ended. Like, don't really ha- let it have an ending. <laughs> like, I always want it to be. A, I want it to be a question of what it what happens next, or what if, or what you know. In yeah. every short film I've done, I think I've stuck to that kind of cadence. You know what I mean? Of getting yeah. into a story and letting your mind figure out what you think happens next. Um, because it's a short film. In my mind, I'm like. I want you to want to know more. And if you want to know more, then you got to hire me. You know what I mean? You got to hire me for your writer's room or, you know, whatever. Or you got to be on the lookout for the next thing that I do. Um, And I think that's also probably because I I want to be in um, TV. So as far as like, like that's my lane, TV writing. So when I'm doing short films, I'm very much writing an episode. Like I'm like, this isn't going to end, but you know, you'll still enjoy it. So that's, that's my thing. I think that, having short films do that and then also good dialogue or, or just story your story is good then you're able to you're able like that's what you were talking about Ava DuVernay when she did the film in one location yeah. but she didn't need all that she didn't need any because the story it was about the story it was about the dialogue it was about the people and the characters so if you put your efforts into the story into the dialogue and the people um then you can get away with doing something with minimal resources because people are locked in on what they're what's happening so that's usually my suggestion when people are like, I don't have that much money. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> that you don't got to have that fine. much money. Right. Um, so that's what, that's my, from a creative standpoint, that's my go-to for, for short films. Shanae? Yeah, I would, I would, when you asked that question, I was like, it's the story, you know, because it really, it comes down to the words because you only have so much time, you know, in a TV yeah. series, you have time to expand and to flesh things out. In a movie, you have like two hours to really dive deep into, you know, these characters and, and these storylines. But in a short film, you have, you know, at, at, you have a very little bit of time to convey a message, convey a story. So if that is on point, it, it's very hard to, even with all the other moving pieces, to not have someone locked in and engaged because the story is, is already there. It's already powerful. So even if, you know, we can't always forgive bad audio because you need to be able to hear the story. But if, you know, the yeah. cinematography isn't great or the acting isn't, you know, fully up to par or, you know, you can only use one location and you could tell it was one location, you're not thinking about all of that because you're so submersed in the story, which is one reason why I love the theater as well, because you don't get all of these moving parts. You don't get the VFX and all that stuff. You have the story, you have the actors, you have this moment. And you have to submerge yourself in it as they do. And, and it, it it takes you into this other world and you come out just feeling like, dang, like, did I, you know, did I jump through time? Because you you were just so submerged. So for me, yeah, with short films, for sure, it, it, it starts with the story. And then you can obviously go into so many other moving parts that can enhance it. But really, if, if the story is there, you know, you can, we watch people's monologues all the time. You know, it's like, if the yeah. story is there, I don't need much else. Like, I will, mm-hmm. I will watch Talking Head. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For a certain amount of time because <laughs> uh, it's short as these days but you know if the story's there it really reels someone in and they're, they're dedicated to it awesome how did okay segueing how did both of those answers materialize in your latest film endangered and i was trying to catch up because y'all y'all produce quick y'all okay. y'all produce quick <laughs> But I, re- I thought Endangered was powerful. It, it follows. For those who haven't seen it, go check it out um, on damnrightoriginals.com and YouTube. Um, it follows a young Black couple uh, at their gender reveal party and just going through the emotions of what will their child's life be like. And it's called Endangered. Um, how, did, how did both your answers factor into that? Because I thought that's... That's a really great movie. 
It's really well, well, yeah, thank you. Um, at the end, well, my my answer factors in because I it's it's you're left to like wonder what first of all, what is the gender of the baby? You know, yeah, what will happen, what, you know. What, yes. And you know, that's exactly what, yes, that's how it ended. So um, yeah, and I just I wanted to just give I wanted people to think. I wanted I, I like my things to like have you thinking like dang. That's crazy. Or you yeah. just, I want to get a conversation started. So that was my goal with that film. And yeah, so that's how my, 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 yeah. my, my answer materializes. That aim, that ambiguity a little yeah. bit. Like mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it seems almost like it's the reverse of this thing y'all have probably heard where some say, uh, what's the movie before the movie mm -hmm. in writing? And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's to kind of help you with the character dialogue, to help you with the exactly. character relationship. It kind of sounds like in Medius Rest a little bit, like yeah. sort of sorry, but it's your your methodology for the way you right. like to end your movies or the direction you like to put them feels like like What's that. The movie just, after this movie, right? What's yes. the movie after? You know it's really I mean? rich quality. Thank yeah. you for giving that to us. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that signature. What about you, Shanae? Uh, right. As far as it, as it relates to Endangered. Yeah, uh, again, the story and, okay. and he is so great with the authenticity, you know, um, having read uh, Ta-Nehisi's book and, and kind of taking that quote on of, my list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I forget the quote, Nakia, help me. It's, uh, so it's Between the World and, and Me is mm -hmm. the book. And it's a quote that goes, uh, Black people have this kind of obsession, obsession with the children because when they come to us, they come to us endangered. And that's what inspired the whole film for me when I read that. So wow. taking just that quote and, and building a world of, you know, this anticipation and this joyfulness, but also this fear. And I think, you know, it's a little bit easier as, as Black people, you know, um, who have, you know, she has siblings and she has a mom to, ha to kind of go into that mindset of like, what is that like where you're supposed to have all of this excitement because you're bringing life into the world, but there is this, you know, duality of like, it's this Black life and it comes endangered. Um, and what does that look like over the course of a four or five hour day when you're, you know, supposed to be celebrating one of the most joyous moments, but you're yeah. you know, having these these thoughts and, and these visions of what the life your child will live. You know, that goes even outside of race because you just never know what will happen in your child's life. But I think in particular for black and brown folks, we have a little bit more attention to what can happen because of the realities that we're facing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just, just the story and taking something from something else and, and building it out. Um, it's mm -hmm. so cool. Wow. Yeah, guys, you need to go check out Endangered mm -hmm. as soon as you're finished listening slash watching this because it's uh, everything they said is on full display. I can't wait to watch it again. And I just love the, yeah, the quality of what you guys brought to it. And just, you know, like, yeah, what happens next? Just that investment in the characters yeah. and what, what will happen. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I really, I just really cared. And I was like, man, that could be, that could have been me that I've even, I experienced that actually, yeah, with my, I discussed this on a previous episode uh, with my nephew, in mm. fact, um, when he was, he was about six years old now, shout out Benny, love you. When he was maybe one or two, I, I just remember there was a lot going on in the nation as it related to black lives. And I remember just getting really emotional and choked up one moment. And I was like, dang, you know, What's my nephew's life gonna be like? Is he gonna be able to fulfill his dreams? Am I gonna see him develop? You know, see, you know, what's he? I like now. I know he's like super curious. 
He's always bouncing off the walls. He loves Super Mario and Sonic. And I was just like, you know, I'm glad I get to see that because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, just the the lives we lead and the, the way we're trying to change things. It's like, you know, will you get that far to see mm -hmm. what they're interested in? To right. see or to see what they don't like, but to just see, yeah. you know, the, their work. Into the little humans, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So I, you, that really endangered, really encapsulated that, really captured that, and uh, I really appreciate everything you and the team brought to that. Um, loved seeing the BTS. That's another reason you guys should uh, check it out because I love the behind the scenes, you know, the window into the production and your team, and just um, seeing how you guys put it together. I, I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, so thank you. What has uh, the label taught you about yourself so far? Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. I'll go first. Yeah, go first. Uh, it's taught me to step into my power, step into, be frank, to not just be afraid of being a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to be a boss, yep. Honestly. <laughs> but no, and, but in all seriousness, you know, just not be afraid of that. Yeah, yeah. It takes a certain amount of, you know, ownership and an authoritativeness to step into this world and to, into this field, um, and especially into this, the position that I'm in, and you know, re really be in it and not be afraid because you can be someone people, you know, run over or take advantage of. But one thing Nakia and Damri have taught me is like you can have all that power still be kind and caring and, and give to others, but still be like, Hey, this is how it has to go because this is, this is our mission. This is our values. And we're not bending that for someone who can't, you know, who can't collaborate with us on that level. If it's not for you, then thank you. Maybe another time. Um, but yeah, stepping into that, that ownership of, of that space and taking up all of the space. Yes. Take it all up. Um, I think that, you know, the label has taught me that I don't have to do this alone. Um, like Shanae mentioned, like in the beginning, I feel like a lot of filmmakers in the beginning, you have to do any everything and wear all sorts of hats, but that's not sustainable, right? So it's taught me that um, tribe is so important and especially how I've organized our executive team, which is a team of like black women who are so invested in Damn Right Originals. Like we're basically co-parenting this dream and that's amazing. Um, Cause I, I just never imagined that people would be as invested in this in this dream and these goals as I am. And probably even more sometimes I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and, it, and that's just a beautiful thing to experience as a creative, like somebody also really wanting to do this thing with you like go on this journey with you and so it's taught me that there's just so much power in in tribe and building those relationships that's wonderful that that all really came through in the in the films that i've seen so far in reading you guys's uh press and interviews and just yeah it's just really uh it just felt inviting especially when it came to the bts as well and just seeing the little interviews of just what it took to bring, you know, the Avengers together <laughs> to get yes. um, any given, to get any given damn right original off the ground and on screen for all of us. And um, it's really important. I, you know, I experienced it again. I was really, you know, blessed to be a part of the final season of Insecure and work with Shanae and see just the same thing as we did our part on the PA team to just bring that to life and cultivate a great space and do amazing, unforgettable work. 
And uh, I mean, it is, it's about the people. And I see you both like love people. And it's like, it takes people to make it, to make these stories about other people. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it and their experience, like our experience of weaving these fictional characters experiences to reflect back at other people to like inspire you or to or to make you think or question like you were saying Nakia about um your style of writing or or what mm -hmm. have you or to be bold as you were saying Nakia and uh that's really come out um if you weren't sure before I I want you to be sure now that definitely comes out of damn right originals and I just want to say thank you oh thank you <laughs> you're welcome you're absolutely welcome um okay as we're winding down here ugh, I could talk all day, but we got things to do. I don't want to take up your whole Friday. Remind me of your uh, your size. My what? Are you a Virgo? I don't think so. I don't What's keep. Your I don't, I, uh, um, March fourteen. Who? Fourteen. March fourteen. Pi Air. day. I see. I see. Oh. He said March? March. March. Yeah, that's a Pisces. pie day. Yes, oh, it is Friday. <laughs> so fun fact, sidebar, it's not even important at all. But on one of my films, uh, one of my series that I was creating, mm -hmm. a character's birthday is on March 14th. And so they call her Pie. It's called Blurs. So they were nerdy anyway. So like they, her nickname was Pie. Like, and one day a guy was like, why are they call you Pie? And she's like, my birthday is on Pie Day. And he's like, huh? And she's like, March 14th. <laughs> yeah, and, I didn't, and I didn't even like math growing up i didn't even <laughs> like math but then one of my friends was like oh that's pie day i was like you mean like math <laughs> <laughs> you mean like math like what that's so it's, yeah that's funny um i'm gonna have to check that out uh, as well blurds and uh cream say the cream, cream and coffee is a and series that's out blurds is not out i was developing it for gotcha, okay. um an investor but it's still gotcha. that was, i remember that scene that's cool <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> that's cool i think i think i share a birthday with uh quincy jones okay and some other people you you know those cool art where they're like yeah. Who do you share a birthday there are, there's some yeah. other people on because mine is samuel jackson motherfucker nah. <laughs> Okay. I love it. I'm you're gonna check out um what is it? The uh what's his new one? Um the 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 bodyguards what is it? The bodyguard's wife? Did I see a clip of that on Twitter? Probably. Yeah, I, I think that's about to come out. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it, so I'll definitely check it out. Cool. Do you know if you uh who you share any with uh Shanae off the top of your head, perchance? No, I know of like no, I, I, but I have, a, my birthday falls on a lot of, um, can you hear me? Yep, no, I got you. Yep. Oh, okay. Cause it's in my, I was on the table. Uh, my birthday falls on a lot of, uh, historic black history events. Um, okay. what's an event? What's one? Emmett Till's body was found the oh, day. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Pat, um, the day that Obama became the official democratic, uh, um, candidate. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think okay. Ava did. A, I need to. I, I still. I keep saying I'm going to check it out. I need to. Um, she did a whole film on August 28th and like different historic moments in Black history. Oh wow! So I, just, like, I feel like purpose as well. Um, but I don't yeah. know at any uh, celebrities who share my birthday. That's gotcha. Really cool. That's still cool. It is. Yeah. It resonates. Yeah. Like me. I'm like. Yeah. No. Yeah. On this day, like you know. Exactly. No. Thanks for sharing. Sharing mm -hmm. that. There can be. Um, 
you know, the day Emmett Till's body was found to Barack being the Democratic Democratic nominee. Um, it kind of reminds me of like my niece, my youngest niece uh, was born, the, no, I'm sorry, my older niece, I'm still trying to figure out how that works. Um, she's, I think, two, gonna be three years old. She was born the day my grandfather died, actually, Ooh. but like years later. So he's yeah. already been, you know, laid to rest, loved grandpa. Um, but just in that, you know, that sort of, I don't know if it's a juxtaposition, but that's that, my favorite uh, word. Who oh, is it? Juxtaposition life and favorite life. word. You know, like how. Say again, Shanae. No, I was saying life in cycles. We're there all so connected. Um, you know, to move forward, we have to understand our past and how that yeah. plays and who we are it runs deep it, it really does yeah. it runs deep. And that's a whole other conversation but yeah yeah or cy cycles of juxtaposition there you go mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah so that's that does resonate that's great um okay books what are you guys reading right now i don't know if we'll be able to get that deep into it i'm sorry but i, yeah. I had to make time to talk about literature because i'm a big bookworm and uh i have more time to read now <laughs> Yeah. And I'm on a little bit of a break. So what are y'all reading right now? I'll share well, right my now, last. I am reading um, Relentless. And I can't remember the author's name, but he was he's a trainer for a lot of like prominent basketball players, okay. uh, specifically Michael Jordan, um, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. Like he's just, you know, and so that's what I mean where I, I was gotcha. reading. Oh, so Relentless is a really, a really great book. Real quick, Nakia, did you see yeah. High Flying Bird? No, what's that? Watch that. That's okay. on Netflix. It's one of my favorites. I've seen it like three, four, five times now. Uh, starring Andre Holland and Zazie Beetz. Um, oh, I love her. I love right? her too in Atlanta. Yes, and uh, about to be in uh, The Heart of a Fall. Can't wait yes. for that. And um, I'm, I'm excited about that. That okay, looks so fire. What's um, it called again? High Flying Bird. Okay. And it's, it's um, I call it a loose adaption of the book, The Revolt of the Black Athlete. And mm. it follows Andre Holland as a, I think he's an agent. He's, an, okay. he's a basketball agent for a promising uh, a young star um, in the draft. Mm -hmm. But there's a lockout. Mm. It takes place in New York. And it's, uh, it's also interspersed with interviews of current, uh, a few current basketball stars right now. I don't remember, yeah. I can see their faces. I just, I can't tell you yeah. their names. Okay, I'll um, it But it's on Netflix and I think you'll, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I'm excited about that. I think you're, um, But yeah. yeah, so Relentless and then Pleasure Activism is also a book that I'm reading right now. Gotcha, okay. Would, and on top of that, if not, it's okay. Would you by any chance recommend a book for um, filmmakers? Or yeah, screenwriting, yeah. Would you? My favorite book that doesn't get mentioned a lot is uh, it's called Now Right, and it's just like a compilation of like a screenwriting exercises from a whole bunch of like top screenwriters. Okay. Um, and I've loved that book from, since college, but nobody really recommends it as much. Um, so, but I would definitely that. recommend that as a book that like just gets your juices going because it's like mm -hmm. exercises. So yeah, now right. Okay, I'm gonna look for that. Do you remember who it's by, perchance? I, it's by uh, Lori Lamson and Sherry gotcha. Ellis. 
Yeah, so it's called Now Write, and it's this screenwriting exercises from today's best writers and teachers. <laughs> cool. Hopefully there's no other book like with the same title. That's why I was like, yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Uh, what about yourself, Shanae? Um, well, I finished reading uh, a couple weeks ago, Leaving Atlanta, which I don't know why, and I, I appreciate Iso's <laughs> bookstore, but like I keep happening to like get like really kind of sad books from there. Um, but it oh, was no about- <laughs> I'm not laughing at it, but I was just, I, I just, I've been reading a lot of sad books. Like, I was like, okay, girl. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing the connection. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I was, I was reading uh, Leaving Atlanta, which is about the like late 70s, early 80s of the missing and murdered children in the Atlanta area. Oh, Because yeah. I had heard about it. Oh, it. A documentary? Yeah, they did a documentary. If you, Will Packer, and then I want to say also HBO both did one, but Will Packer did it first. I'm like, okay, y'all, like, anyways um but I had heard about it like a while ago but that was not something and I don't know if it was just because of like the trauma behind it obviously but going to the Atlanta area and meeting a lot of Atlanta people I don't know how it would come up in conversation but it was just never something that I had ever heard talked about so it was always something that was like it's this thing that happened and it was so pivotal uh for these communities um at that time and so many children went missing I was like I was surprised there wasn't more information on it and then it just so happened that Will Packer did a documentary and then there's another one um so I read a, a fictional book uh that was again I love coming of age story me too <laughs> so yeah me too the, the, the um like a coming of age story of these middle or like these elementary school kids during that time and kind of like what that looked like for them experiencing you know again those those parallels of joys of starting the school year and things like that but then it's in this time of like great fear and anxiety um and so that was a really interesting read um to to have i want to get some more fiction books so i have another heavy book that's more introspective called what happened to you um that kind of just talks about trauma and um living through it and kind of how that shapes people and how we should stop saying like what's wrong with you and start really trying to understand people and meet them where they're at but understanding that there was so much that led up to who they are now and that shapes who they are so it's like what happened to you as opposed to what's wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with people we are just shaped by our experiences and how we can overcome that as well as understanding how that trauma manifests um later on in our lives and how we present ourselves to the world um so if anyone has any lighthearted books (laughs) (laughs) your girl is looking um because i just i might have one for you um i'm halfway through it um i'm reading daughters of the dust by julie dash um because i finally saw uh the movie movie, um uh earlier uh this year and i was like where has this been all my life (sighs) yeah that movie was i just love that the talk about like being in one place right Mm -hmm. as we were talking about earlier you know but just i just love i love coming of age there's a little bit of that in there and I love also when you can get a lot out of one location. It kind of feels like an incubator of, of sorts or that, or it's insulated something, you know, or like, like I think Moonrise Kingdom is another good example or something like that. But um, so I'm reading that and it's um, got a lot of the same characters for those who have seen Daughters of the Deathfall and the Pizant family in the 1920s mm-hmm. um, on Dada Island in the Carolinas. And it's just this black family, um, what is it coming also some are coming from Harlem down to the Carolinas and you know they're exchanging the recipes and the family's history and and all types of stuff and it follows is her name Elizabeth either Amelia or Elizabeth and she's a filmmaker 
actually. Um, if you've seen the movie, you remember, I think one of the male cousins, I think is, you know, got the old timey camera and he's capturing the family on film. And then in the yeah. book, um, there's a, a female, cause I think named Amelia or Elizabeth, who is like, I think she's getting a scholarship and it's just, you know, just black family in the twenties and all these different characters, you know, have different chapters talking about the family. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. So I think you might yeah. say again. Yeah, I've, I've seen the movie. I, I'm saying I love a good family story, especially yeah. when it, it takes place over a period of time. Just the yeah. lives are so beautiful. And that's just something I can talk about so, so much. Like the lives we live, the lives our family, the people around us have lived. So to have those stories that kind of capture a moment in time. If you want more stories based on like Gullah, Geechee people, I did a whole book binge back in college of a bunch of different stories. So if that's something that you're interested in, we're happy to share some other ones. Gordon gotcha, I'll hit you up. Yeah. Um, and Homegoing too, it's a very- Oh, that's right. Kind of story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen, I, or seen it. I haven't uh, read that yet. So, but that's that's on the list. That out of your <laughs> you said, say what's your name? <laughs> no, I was I had to force her to like, let me uh, borrow that book to read it. Cause you I had to start that, I think to borrow it. <laughs> We had it on novellas set and I started reading okay. it. It was so good. I was just so hooked. And then like, cause I think you were moving. I don't know what happened, but you wanted to make sure you got your book back. And so it took a while for me to be able to read it. <laughs> but right, it is right. a very good book. Very good book. Okay. That's on the list. Um, and then uh, uh, film wise, I am halfway through Save the Cat Rights for TV, uh, which has been really, really cool. Um, and I'm about, to, oh, I don't remember what it's called. I can't even, I, Amy Anniobi referenced it, but I can't remember what it is. I think the author's name is Ellen, but it's also a book for writing for TV. <laughs> I just know the author's first name is Ellen and I don't, it's on my, I should have brought it over here, but uh, I'll put it on the blog for everybody. Cause I always try to do a list of watch this, read this. Um, is it TV writer's workbook? That is might it, be it. Is it orange? Yeah, that's it. There you go. Yeah. Say, say the title one more time. The TV Writer's Workbook. There it is. Yeah. So I'm going to dive into that after Save the Cat Writes for TV. Because I uh, last year I got more interested in trying to develop stuff for TV. I was always interested in writing features. I need to write more features as well. But I also love episodic storytelling as well. So I started taking some webinars and finding books. I was trying to familiarize myself and start uh, start exercising, basically. Um, yeah. My writing muscles for, for TV as well. What was your favorite memory at the movies? I love watching previews and getting excited about what's to come as well as just closing out the movie and being the last ones in the theater, just looking at all these names come on the screen. <laughs> my internet. Yeah. I don't know. I was just saying, if I missed the previews, I used to be upset. Like that, that, that is was a jam. Me. That was just me. getting excited about what's happening, you know? Don't you hate when people are like, oh, there are previews. It's like, yeah, we need to watch those too. Like. <laughs> let's go yeah, the previews are happening yeah um, I'm trying to see I can't think of like one specifically right now but I do like being in like the Dolby theaters where your seat moves with the sound and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just this like experience like I really like that um but I'm trying to I can't think of a actual like it's been so long <laughs> um so my memories are kind of mush Not but really. One that comes to mind was seeing Mother with my best friend by Darren Aronofsky. Mm, yes. And yeah. that, <laughs> that, that last act, maybe that last 15, 20 minutes, 
of just, it feels like a one take and there's all this stuff happening in the, I don't know what it is. Another movie that takes place in one location. Hmm. Maybe the muses are saying something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what you saying, Lord? Um, you know, Ari, um, Ari Aster's, uh, <laughs> I, I remember seeing that in the theater. Uh, what is it called? Oh, Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer. Seen that. seeing that in a theater was crazy. Um, even A Quiet Place, like that was, I, that was the first movie, the A Quiet Place 2 just came out and that was the first one That's I've right. seen since pandemic, like in a theater and it felt so, and it was the Dolby Theater and it felt so okay. good to be back. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think that's why I was like, I don't think it's particular, particular to a movie, but definitely to the experience of like being in a Dolby theater where the sounds are just yeah. around and your seat moves with the, you know, so yeah. Also, yes. yes, this is kind of different, but still a theater experience. Um, Atlanta has like the Atlanta Orchestra and they do like the cinema I can't oh. the score. They do the yeah, score. Yeah, the movie right? score. Yeah. So they'll show the movie, but all the sound is like, you know, score live. live. And it's yeah. a, I mean, I went to do I saw Jurassic Park doing nice. and that. And it yeah. was just like, you know, it mm. was so, so a movie like this with the live score right here in the movie, like you're watching it. It was that was such a great experience. So I've always wanted to do that. I think I have some friends who have done that one of these days. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I would love to see, to do that for like Lord of the Rings. Yes, they, I, I, I was sad that I had missed the Harry Potter one. They did Harry Potter yeah, too, too, but I missed it, and so I was like, okay, Jurassic Park is a really good one too because they have the you know um, yeah. maybe Jaws would be a good one too. Jaws yeah. would be really cool to to <laughs> like experience, but yeah, Lord of the Rings would be great. Yeah, and then are y'all? I know we're super busy, so sometimes you don't have time. Are y'all watching anything right now, TV-wise or web series-wise? Um, I am watching <laughs> Hacks on HBO Max. Oh, that's um, The pilot was amazing. I was really just watching it so that I can, because I have to stay in the mix as a screenwriter. So I'm like, oh, people are watching this. Let me at least watch the pilot. I really didn't plan to go past the pilot because I was like, let me just watch the pilot. And I watched <laughs> the pilot and I was like, okay, yeah, I need to watch this whole series because this is brilliant. This was excellently done. Like, I also have the the uh, pilot script for that too. I downloaded it. Nice. I love doing that. Yeah. So I'm watching Hacks, which is really great um, with Jean Smart and I can't mm. remember the other girl's name, but it's amazing. And what else am I watching? Um, I'm finishing the last season of Pose. Oh, I think I finished it. Yeah, I finished the last season of Pose and it's just, yeah, that was great too. So. What about you, Shanae? We were in a stream ship to pose, but I guess because of the travels. And then also you've been working on Insecure, girl. Y'all been, I know. I, hey, don't act like y'all haven't been missing in action. Education right. comes back September 3rd, I think. Uh, what have I been watching? Um, working Moms just released a new season. And I, I love like raunchy kind of comedy. So to see it from like a motherly perspective because there are so many narratives around motherhood and kind of yeah. like what should be done. Um, I, I find that show to be hilarious. So Working Moms was something I, I jumped into um, this week. And then uh, I've been catching up on Pose because yeah, you reminded me. I was like, oh yeah, that is out. I have not watched it. Um, suppose, and I'm super excited for Ryan Murphy's uh, American Horror Stories that's coming out this summer. 
Like, you know, some little summer night scares. I'm here <laughs> for it. You know, the leather man seems to be back. <laughs> oh, what? I love American Horror Story. Yeah, I, I, I'm obsessed with his, his stuff. I love uh, how he creates these very dark worlds. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for that. But yeah, Working Moms, uh, finishing up and catching up on Pose have been the shows I've been watching. What are you watching? Me? Let me see. I just finished Black Lightning. Okay. And I'm about to catch up on All American. Yeah. I love that show so much. People love it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've read the script. I think I read the pilot. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Let me go find the All American that he folder. Has a great, uh, tab or hi- story highlight on her page where she does all of uh, a bunch of different script pilots. Um, mm-hmm. It might be called, I don't know what the highlight's called, but she has a lot of them. So. I should, thank you. I should do that as well. Cause I'm like, this folder is huge. Yeah, share. This folder, I sh- yes, I will do that. That'll benefit a lot of people. And I, okay, all American pilot. Um, I'm about to get back on that. I can't wait for the spinoff also. What else? No, I have been, no, I have been working a lot. So there's a lot I actually wasn't, it's more so stuff I'm gonna catch up on. Like mm-hmm. uh, I do yeah. like a lot of, like Krypton, I'm about to, I like comic book stuff as well. So I was gonna catch up on Krypton, just started rewatching Insecure as it would happen. Um, (laughs) I feel like there's something, uh, oh, Loki, I'm watching Loki. Oh, I need to begin season two of Godfather of Harlem. I need to do that. That's really, that's really good. I need to, I also am hoping I didn't miss the premiere of Black Monday season three. I don't think so. I have I to go check. I don't know. They were, cause they were, they were doing, they would do the previews. Um, so I think that they just did another preview when I was watching something. So you, it might've either it's coming or just. Okay. Just I'll go, I'll the go shy. Check. I'm watching the shy too. Loving the season, That's... loving the colors. I'm just it has been good. I'm behind. I'm so behind. I need to catch up. Not the sidebar or one of their storylines and how you hit to to what people want to say. Because I'm like, bro, you can't wrote this. Um, but yeah, the shy the season is is so. Uh, I love an ensemble cast. I really mm-hmm. do. Oh, don't beat me up. I didn't have own, but now it's on Hulu. Oh, <laughs> Queen Sugar. I'm gonna start, I'm oh, gonna start Queen Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I need to catch up because the black woman looks great. And then like filmmaker uh, Sierra Gall, like she's been directing some episodes and I really want to okay. support her work too. So yeah, I, I'm with you in that boat. Like I need to catch up. Okay. Cause I did, I did watch the pilot. I think it, cause sometimes they'll put it on YouTube or something. Yeah. And then I yeah. couldn't figure out own back in the day before they did their Hulu partnership thing. So now yeah. I saw all of Queen Sugar um, and Snowfall. Actually, I think are yes. both on Hulu. I was like, oh, well, now I can I go. I did watch Snowfall probably like last month or two months ago, like when the last season was mm-hmm. amazing. I was like, wow. Nice. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna it's jump. It's so on. much TV. It's too much. I know. It's too there much it TV. I'm loving the Black response. I really am. There's just so many options. All mm-hmm. different genres. It's a good problem to have. We have yeah. a lot of options, especially when it comes to Black TV and Black film. Um, we have a lot of options. Uh, I think I will try to support New Candyman. I'd watch it with the lights on if I could. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's out. It's not. It yeah, it's no, not it's, it's not. It's just a new trailer. I think came out this week. Oh. Um, I th- yeah, I thought a new trailer came out this week, and um, I don't know much about uh, Nia DaCosta. 
but um, I think that's really cool. And I think she's going to do like Captain Marvel 2 uh, as well. So like a lot of good things are happening for her and she's partnering with Jordan Peele. Horror is a thing I can't do, but I'm like, I, I might try. <laughs> I might try and do it. Because I just, I do think that's a, that's really cool. Um, writers may, you guys might enjoy solos. I watched a couple of the episodes. But I have to rewatch oh, it because it's right. very much monologue driven. And it's that one location, like okay. very, very minimalist. So you're really tied into the words and what's happening and all the stories interconnect. Um, and it was just beautifully shot too. So solos, I think Amazon. Amazon, yeah, I think you're Amazon. Um, I also needed to check out the small acts. I hadn't seen that yet. I'm I'm behind on on a lot. Okay, as we wind down, what's one piece of advice you would give to other creators for starting a label, a collective, a film company, but starting? What would be your advice for starting? I would say know your why. Um, don't just do something because other people are doing it. You know what I mean? Um, know your why and make sure it's aligned with what you want to do. And that's just the start, right? Because um, just because Josiah has podcasts doesn't mean I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. Like, is that aligned with my purpose? Is that aligned with what I want to do? Is that taking me off my, you know, off my journey? Um, or is it propelling me towards my journey? And so if I answer those questions positively, then sure, I'll start a podcast. But if not, then it's like, do something that is aligned with your purpose um, and that and that be that. And start, like, just start. You yes. don't have to know everything, just start. Any yeah. Anything to add, Shanae? Yeah, just uh, emphasizing that done is better than perfect. I'm someone who's still overcoming that myself. It's just like, sometimes you just have me to too. begin and understand that you'll get better, you'll grow, and it won't be perfect. Nothing is perfect, but on the path to perfection, I saw this quote recently, I loved it. On the When chasing perfection, you won't ever attain, a, get that, but that's a, you might be able to obtain excellence. Yeah. They said it in more elegant words, but that was the gist of it. It's like, you can chase the perfection, no, you won't get perfection, but yeah. you can obtain excellence while chasing that perfection. That's what I say, yep, all the time. I say, I'm not a perfectionist, I'm an excellentist. I mean, like, I'm gonna do excellent work every time excellent so whatever my level of excellent is at the time and then also obviously you like learn more and you get more excellent yes. um so yeah as long as you you execute an excellence like you should you should be good that's awesome um how do, what is the protocol um for writers who want to work with damn right original what's um, the process like usually like we put a call out that we're looking for writers it's typically not like right now, we're not necessarily looking for writers because we have our writers that we're honing in on. Um, but if they wanted like consultations or things of that nature, they can always email us at info at damnrightoriginals.com and inquire about that. Um, but yeah, they I would just say, keep up with us, like sign up to our newsletter, um, follow us on social media so you can be up to date when whenever we are opening those Mm-hmm. Um, of course those gates <laughs> those floodgates for for more writers awesome lastly where do you ladies see the future of damn right originals and uh do, is there anything we can look forward to any any new productions anything in the pipeline i don't know 
Mm-hmm. And you can go. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Um, so in terms of what you can look forward to, we do have a short film through our Aspire TV partnership called History, written by Tim Orange, one of our uh, more senior writers on the team that will be debuting on July 4th. Uh, Next Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, but perfect alignment with, you know, kind of Independence Day, what we're taught about it in Mm. actual history. So uh, that'll be um, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Mm -hmm. p.m. Pacific time across all of their platforms. So online, as well as their network, you'll be able to watch it. Uh, We have some fun, exciting things coming from all of our writers um, as we end this year out. We have another film with Aspire TV that Nakia has written that'll be out later in the year. We're still in the development stages of that. So a lot of fun and exciting things happening. Uh, Damn Right is fully booked with productions this year. Um, So lots of things to check out as we wrap out uh, the rest of this year for sure. But July 4th, History, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Aspire TV platforms. Yeah. Awesome. Booked, busy, and blessed. Did I get that right? Okay. That's how it goes? That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, ladies, I don't know where the time went. I'm kind of a broken record. These, I love these <laughs> interviews, but it's like, it's like they... They last long, but they go fast at the same. It's just yeah. the rhythm is just, yeah. it's different from my solo ones. Um, I love the yeah. solo episodes, but get, being able to sit down and talk to you both has been, has been really great. Um, oh, where can people get their, their damn right originals merch? Can you tell them where they can? I know, I saw you drinking your water. I was like, look at was that was I too obvious? Um they can go, they can find our merch on our website. Um also in our social media uh, pages, we have a link that has literally everything that you want to know about damn right from our website to our work um to our merch. So definitely go and support us. I mean, every purchase. Um, 100% of the proceeds go towards uh, rising filmmakers, whether it be our writers who are creating their their products or, you know, we also take that and we do this thing called Art Ties where quarterly we contribute to other people's, like for instance, the one of my really good filmmaker friends, Robin Hood, they had a film. Hey, shout yeah, out to you, so Shayla. I, yeah, we were able to, <laughs> as a team, we were able to donate to them um and just like anytime somebody has like a, a what is it crowdfunding yeah yeah through our art ties we're able to donate and to do that so it's all going towards filmmakers whether it be our product our projects or other people's projects um who we believe in so definitely support our merch and follow us on um, social media at damn right originals on twitter it's dw originals and our website is damnrightoriginals.com and yeah, I'm looking forward to growing with you all as supporters. And who knows where we're going to be in the future? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be amazing. So Bigger, follow older, audacious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, guys, they got shirts. I got my King, King Pen shirt King on. Pen. I got my Damn Right Originals. God is a screenwriter mug here. Hmm. Um, I'm going to put all that information at the blog, uh, josiasvoicepodcast.wordpress.com, all the information. Um, where can people find you, lovely ladies, specifically on IG? What, shout yourselves out. What are your handles? 
Okay. Uh, mine is my name, Shanae, S-H-A-N-A-Y-J-C, uh, on all social media. Oh, wait, no, I think my Twitter is Say It Ain't Nay. Yeah, my Twitter is Say It Ain't Nay. <laughs> Instagram, Shanae JC. <laughs> and my, um, I can be found on all platforms at ScreenWriteHer. So that's ScreenWrite, H-E-R, and then underscore. And my website is NakiaCStevens.com. So don't forget to see NakiaCStevens.com and you'll find me and anything you want to know, you'll likely be able to Google it and then find mm-hmm. me and connect with me from there. So Awesome. Well, this has been, this has been great. Um, I hope all the viewers and the listeners um, had as much fun engaging with us as I had fun. Talk to you ladies about Damn Right Originals, about yeah. movies, books, the creative process. This is really great way to kick off my weekend um guys again you'll be able to find all the information at josiasvoicepodcast.wordpress.com follow these ladies um tune in july 4th for history on uh, aspire tv yes and um leave some comments share let them know what you thought and just keep up with them and um i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode learned something hope you laughed as well and um, can really take some gems away on your own uh, creative and filmmaker journeys. And uh, until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Thank you guys for tuning in to Josiah's Voice, the podcast. Subscribe on all listening platforms. And you can keep up with the show on social media by following at Josiah's Voice Pod on all social media. And keep up with the show on the blog. Subscribe at the blog at www.josiasvoicepodcast.wordpress.com for all the show notes for each and every episode. And if you like my theme music, the song is called Emotion. It's by Mateo. Subscribe to him on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, guys.